Hello, my friends. Brett Patterson coming at you from the financial capital of the West, Salt Lake City. I'm in Salt Lake. Spencer is in the land northward. Logan, promised land. Promised land, says Spencer. Where's the, where's the big fella today? Where's the chairman? The chairman is unavailable to be on a podcast. <laughs> and I'm not saying you're second string, Spencer. <laughs> third, third string. Third string. I don't know. I don't know if I'd even put you a third string. You're you're first. You're first when Brian's gone. I'm the eighth man up. Eighth man up. But great to see you. We have uh, an important topic to discuss today. We are still in the midst of a bear market, and so we want to talk about the bear market and a couple conversations we've had with clients and some comedy that I've watched on from two people I really like on CNBC. Uh, in order to do all of that, Spencer, let's share my screen. Let's, let's start screen. with that. While let's we're on Zoom, we can share the screen. Let me bring this up right here. What I want to look at right now is where the market is year to date. The market year to date is S&P down, uh, and this is including today, 16.99, so 17%. The uh, Russell 2000, which has had a, a pretty decent rally, is down 19.5. And the bear market still is blasting the queues down 24.27. So that's where we are year to date. And uh, the interesting thing with that, Spencer, is I'll bring up another chart. This is since the the market lows of june 16th the nasdaq has rallied 11.11 the uh, russell 2009.3 and the s&p 7.6% so here's what i would say uh, and i think you would too we have no idea if the market truly bottomed on june 16th i have no idea Right. Has inflation peaked? I kind of think it has, but we'll find out here in the next CPI reading, PPI reading. So the market has, though, rallied quite a bit off of its lows. And that has brought in an argument uh, of are we heading into a new bull market or are we still in a bear market? Spencer, what do you think? Bull or bear? Oh, that's a great question, Brett. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Um, and, that's a boring uh, answer. Yeah, I know. It's a really boring answer. Uh, I, I have zero idea if we're going to retest these lows or not. That's why we're spending so much time watching inflation data and probably geeking out a little too much on the inflation data. Mm -hmm. but, but if inflation is peaked, then I think, uh, I think, you know, we've probably put a bottom in, at least data says we have. But if it hasn't, which I, I don't know, then we might retest those lows, and maybe go a little bit lower. But the, the question doesn't matter. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, that's the question. If you look at inflation, almost everything's come down some, some things quite substantially. If you look at soft commodities, even gas has come down. Rent has not. That's gone up. Housing's gone up. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see what happens. But to your point, does it matter? Well, that's what we want to talk about today. 
I was watching CNBC the other day and they were having the same conversation that we are right now. Has the market bottomed uh, and is now a new bull market or are we in a bear market? And two personalities that I really like on CNBC, one was arguing that, hey, giddy up. This is a new bull market. Get on board. And the other one was saying, you know, in essence, you're smoking weed, bro, because <laughs> we're going back down. This is a bear market. And the host took a step back and said, all right, Mr. Bull, what are you doing right now? And he said, well, I'm buying stocks or keeping the positions that we have. And we think, you know, the future looks bright. And, you know, we're looking out three to five to 10 years. And the bearish guy was asked the same question. And the bearish guy said, um, you know, we're buying great businesses and we're staying um, with the businesses we already own. And we're looking out three to five years and we think the future is going to be bright. <laughs> and I'm sitting there like, you both are doing the same thing and you're arguing for 20 minutes on TV. I guess that's what makes for good TV. I don't know, Spencer. But I, I don't want to argue with you, Brett. <laughs> I'm more love, happiness on here. Yeah. So, but to your point, does it even matter? Right? Does a bull market or bear market, I mean, does it even matter at the end of the day? And, and I think it's important to know. I mean, it, it obviously does matter from this, but from the standpoint, does it matter to the point? Are, we, are you going to change your investing strategy? You know, that's that's the thing. Uh, would we, you know, the fact that one guy on there, he doesn't know for sure. That's his best guess that we bottomed and the market's going up. And the next guy is he doesn't know for sure. But his best guess is that the market hasn't bottomed and it's going to go back to its lows. But the question is, from an investment strategy, does that matter? Like, what would you actually do differently? And I think you have some really interesting data to dive into to, to kind of back these guys' strategy of staying invested and, and sticking with good businesses. Yeah, this is fascinating, fascinating data that's on my screen. This comes from Charles Schwab, uh, th this information. Let me explain what you're looking at here. Uh, the bottom of the screen has the data, the top part, just the returns. And so let me explain the data so the returns make sense. Okay? This is an individual uh, from 2001 to 2020 is the time frame. So if somebody from 2001 to 2020, think of everything that's happened between 2001 and 2020. I mean, you've had wars, you've had terrorist attacks, you've had pandemics, you've had... Um, global chaos and defaulting on tons of debt. You've had, I mean, I, you know, make a list. Okay. This individual stayed invested the entire time, $500,000 jumped in, rolled the highs, rolled the lows, just stayed in the entire time. And the ending value of that was 1.975, almost 2 million. Their return annualized over that time frame was seven and a half percent. Okay, so that's what that investor made. This next investor is somebody that missed the top 10 days. All right. And when we say missed the top 10 days, that was almost 14% of, of the days during this time period. So 
this this is the interesting thing on missing the top 10 days of the market is seven out of 10 times, those top 10 days occur in a bear market. So you could hold, almost hold say- on, re- repeat that, Brett. I, I was fascinated by that yeah. statistic. Uh, seven out of, out of 10, 10 of these, so 70% of the time, these top 10 days occur during a bear market or really when the top worst days or worst months or however you want to phrase that are occurring. Generally, those top 10 days, and we saw it in the, the NASDAQ over the, you know, since June 16th, it's up 12% almost, right? It's that. Well, that's a huge rally in the midst of a bear market. So these top 10 days generally occur 70% of the time during the worst time frames of the market. Interesting. Does that, does that help? Yeah, yeah, that does. Thanks for clarifying that. Okay, and I'm saying this investor really is just data. Uh, the the top 20 days, right, 27% of the time, uh, occur in the you know similar time frames uh, during the worst times of the market. Top 30, top 40. Okay, so if you just miss the top 10 days, your return goes from seven and a half percent to 3.4 percent which is crazy. Hey, I did the math over that 20-year period that there's 7300 total days and 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 you're just missing the top one, 10 of them and and it knocks it in half, right? The top yep. 10 each year. Yep. Yep. So 14% of the days um yeah. are what you're missing through that time frame. Yeah. And your return, almost a 2 million dollar investment goes down to a million bucks. Right? So but the crazy thing about that is that it occurs most of the time during bear markets, the time frame that nobody likes. Hey, the top 20 days, horrible, 0.1%. And when you miss the 30 and 40 top days, you, you start underperforming and start losing money. So, uh, time, you know, it's, the phrase in our industry is time in the market's more important than timing the market. And... And I had a, a, a couple conversations recently with some some people that I you know that I love, and you know some of them were saying, you know what, Brad, I just I just want to invest when it when, when all this is over, I'll get in, right? And don't don't invest my money yet. Let's wait until I feel better about it, or when the market's done, when the bear market's over. Well, the data doesn't support that. That's a wise decision. Stay invested in those great companies. The other thing to that is the question I pose to them is, what does that mean? Does that mean that we'll get in when the market's up 10% or down another 10% or when the market's back to all-time highs? Like, What does it mean to get in back in the market when the bear market's over? I don't, I don't understand when I would, would, would invest. And, and then it creates a cloudy picture to where you're probably then missing 20 days instead of 10 and your returns go from seven and a half to 0.1. Well, it, and, and I'd, say, times. I'd say uh, on that as well, you know, from a, once again, well, how does this data affect our portfolio management and investment making decisions? And what it, what it comes to is, 
you know, we, as we're making those decisions, we aren't trying to wait until things feel better. We are following the data and the numbers. And when a company we believe in is, is undervalued, we're going to buy it at that time. And then we're going to give the company time for that, for that stock price to appreciate. And, yeah. and the thing is, is even when things feel chaotic, um, like you said, that's when some of the best days in the market occur. It really interesting. Yeah. Not two things, right? The best days of the market occur and the businesses that we love are on sale. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's exactly. the best of both worlds. Yep, exactly. Uh, and, and the data supports that. So, you know, hopefully for those that are, that are listening or watching, uh, you can see the data and that, that, uh, emphasizes the need to stay the course and own these great businesses yeah. uh, that are going to be great businesses. Like those two people on CNBC said, you know, this is what I'm doing. Well, it's the same thing. So, yeah. so hey, that's the data. Do you, do you mind pulling up that other sheet? Because I got just sure. a little bit of data on, in terms of timing, you know, sometimes people really try to time the market and, and I've always said it's a fool's errand to try to time the market. And Brett, Wait, this is some interesting data that we found of comparing three investors uh, during that same time period, you know, 2000 to 2020-ish. Um, actually, this is to 22. I apologize. So this is over 22 years. Um, but, you know, three different investors starting with the same amount of money and then continually to putting more money into the market. And, and you can see over that 22-ish year period um, start with $5,000 and then you've got three investor. Number one timed it perfectly, you know, put $10,000, 10 investments of $10,000 incrementally at every little short-term market low, you know, they saved up some money, then put it in the market and they happened to time it perfectly. Maybe they put thousands of hours into research and they were just a brilliant genius and they got it done. Look, look at this real quick. Here's the, here's the lows right there. Like oh, that's yeah. the exact dates. The market bottom in 2000, the tech bubble burst. <laughs> Look at the last one to the COVID exact market bottom. Yeah, this, this investor is brilliant. <laughs> yeah, and it's exactly. impossible. Exactly. Okay. Investor number two. Um, you know, would be the dollar cost averager, the guy that just said, hey, I'm going to put this money away. I'm going to say investor number two did a financial plan with us. And, uh, you know, that's the kind of thing that we do. Hey, just keep putting money away, pay yourself first, you know, Dave Ramsey or whatever you want to say and put the money into it. And just did that. Didn't try to time anything, but just did it. Hey, on the first of the month, every month that money went into the market. And then investor number three, he, he's the guy that had horrible luck. And he was the guy that was trying to time it every single time. Maybe he's the guy that was waiting for it to feel good each time. And then he put that money in, whatever you want to say. But you look over that 22-year period and you look at each of them, their total investment into the market was $105,000. That's the amount of their principal that they put in. And you can look at the returns. The difference between the top guy and the very bottom guy, the, 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 the luckiest guy on earth and the least luckiest guy on earth, you know, was $25,000, which, um, you know, on, on a $105,000 investment, 25%. But if we annualize it over, 
you know, a 22 year period, we're, we're talking a very minimal difference on an annualized rate. Now it is $25,000. So that's money, obviously. But then you look at the guy who just stayed the course, just kept putting money into it. There's a $15,000 difference on that, which incrementally we're talking probably 0.1, 0.2% of an annualized return. And so the reality is investor number one does not exist. There is not going to be someone that can replicate and only buy at the short-term market lows. Impossible. It just doesn't happen. But investor number two is absolutely possible to exist. That's that's everyone that we do a financial plan with to say, hey, put this money in, we'll follow our process. And the hope is that it's actually the return is going to be better than that $209,000 because we're, we are disciplined in buying at prices, not times, but prices and, uh, and letting it go. But well, I just thought this was interesting data to just see that, that even if you were the smartest, luckiest guy in the world, the advantage that you have is very minimal to the strategy of staying the course and sticking with it. Yeah. Uh, sticking with it. The, the one thing that these three investors have, the, the positive thing they all have in common is in this data, they never sold. Yeah. They never right? sold. The they yep. kept their investment going and compounding and creating dividends and, you know, buybacks and all that kind of stuff. They took advantage of all that through time. Yeah. But fascinating. At the end of the day, even the guy or the gal that's investing at all the market highs, which you can see right here. And if you look at these dates and you know the market, it's kind of funny. <laughs> like the peak of everything they're buying. They still made money. And why? Because you own great businesses and you let them create earnings for you, which just creates wealth for you over time. And that's 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 the name of the game. So, uh, so what's the the overall with both things that we've talked about and both examples that we've shared, Spencer? What's what's the underlying message that that our clients and friends that you would tell our clients and friends with this information? You you want me to put a bow on this? Put a bow on this, baby. Okay. Well, we're gonna go basketball. Okay. When you start the game. And you get, go on a 12 nothing run and you're up and everything, don't get too excited because there's a, long, a lot more to go. And then in addition, when the team comes back and you're down 12 points, don't get too low. But the key is to stay in the game and to keep going. Don't try to jump in and out because those that jump in and out of the market are the ones that are really, really punished versus those that stay in the game. And I, I, I think this data is in, in, uh, important, but I think the data you shared on just missing those top 10 days um, in the year completely changes the, the opportunity to generate wealth. And so my message is, you know, stay in the game. That, that's the key. And, uh, and I think our clients are continuing to do that and, and we'll continue to do the best we can to find great businesses that we're playing with. And so that's my message. I don't know if you want to put a bow on it. No, that is perfect. Agree a hundred percent. We had to Hopefully do that a basketball helps. analogy. We haven't done a basketball analogy in a while. We haven't. I was thinking football because we're moving into football season. At least in my house, we are. Although baseball, Yankees are doing great, Spencer. I, who, I won't say anything. All right. <laughs> 
<laughs> I won't say anything. Uh, all right, my friends. Well, thanks for listening. Hopefully, this information uh, is calming and, and you can learn from it. And just know that we are doing everything on our end to stay disciplined to our approach and to the, to the information that we shared today. So with that, until next time, goodbye now. This is a purely public broadcast and is not intended to be personalized financial advice for any individual specific situation. Each individual's financial situation is unique and the topics discussed on this broadcast should not be relied upon and or considered as personalized advice. Specific financial securities discussed are not intended to address any listener's particular financial situation and should not be considered recommendations. This is for educational purposes only. For more information, please contact Iron Gate Global Advisors at info at or by calling 888-591-0334.